The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. to another episode of the A-Side Live Chat. I am, of course, your host, Jose Young of MAFighting.com. You may notice we are 35 minutes later than usual, and that is because I was at UFC Fight Island 6 Media Day, and for whatever reason, actually, I know the reason, uh, the fighters were a little delayed. Brian Ortega had just gotten out of bed. He's trying to get on, he's trying to get his sleep schedule on right, so he he's, he's awake all night, and he sleeps all during the day, basically, so he's on point come fight night. So he was basically half asleep, had to pull him out of bed, Korean Zombie had some issues with the translator uh, not being around for his virtual media day, but we got all that squared away. You can all go watch those videos after the A-side, but we are here nonetheless. And I've said it a few times, and I'll say it again. There's been a few names that I've wanted to get on the A-side. I'm still checking off some of the people, uh, but I'm still, of course, in Abu Dhabi. This is UFC Fight Island 6, fight week on Fight Island before the Brian Ortega Korean Zombie fight, which still won't happen. I'm not, I am not convinced because I believe in curses, but... Without further ado, one of this this guest I'm very excited to have on. Uh, she's worked for KSW. She's worked for Yahoo. She, I think she's worked for ESPN. She's worked at Bellator events. She's basically been everywhere MMA has been in the UK. She also happens to be a movie star. Jade Morris, <laughs> welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? I'm going to go with that movie star. Not true, but we're going to say it anyway. It's fine. <laughs> Well, we'll talk about it later, I'm sure. But Casey's also here on the ones and twos. Uh, Casey, you've met Jade, I think, in the past, but you've officially met again. Uh, she's in the UK. I'm in Abu Dhabi. Casey's still up to good in Englewood, but you guys know the drill. You can ask any question you want. I guarantee you most will be fight-related. Some of them might <laughs> not be fight-related. We don't know the questions. We are prepared for anything. So, Casey, without further ado, what is our first question? All right. First question. Very important. Hot topic issue. 
We, I bet we, I know we, what it is. We gotta talk about. A, we gotta talk about it right now. She's a new guest. She's a new guest, and I guarantee you, I know what the question is. Yup, that is the exact first question <laughs> I thought it was going to be. Jade, this has nothing to do with fighting, but it is a tradition for new guests to answer this. And as you can see from Suzanne fights, first things first, what ice cream flavor would Jade pick? I will set the scene in a war in a hypothetical world where you get a hand cannon attached to your arm and it can have one ice cream flavor to sell to solve world hunger. One flavor for every person. What flavor do you pick and why? I'm going to have to go with chocolate just because everyone likes chocolate. So you can't go wrong with that, right? I would agree. I would agree. Uh, PT Carol was boring and picked vanilla. I remember. Casey, what did you pick? Yeah, but it's PT Carol. Actually, I went. I think I went mint chocolate with the the little chunks in it. I would always say cookies and cream because I'm a big cookies and cream fan. And then Shane Young and Brad Riddell. I asked this question before (laughs) their fights on Fight Week, and their answer blew me away. They said Neapolitan. That's chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry all in one scoop. And I was like, well, there you go. There's your answer. You get three flavors in one. I think that's our new correct answer, Casey. Ooh. Now, See, I would have said salted caramel. Salted caramel is a real good one. Now you're thinking, mm-hmm. now you're more, now you're thinking about it more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> see. Now everyone says chocolate, vanilla, this and that. There, I think Neapolitan is my new correct answer. Because as soon as I as he said it, Izzy was like, yeah, that's the correct answer. I'm not even going to answer that anymore. Brad's got it down. I'm like, yeah, you're not wrong. I think Brad's the smartest of us five there. But thank you for the question, Suzanne. I knew that question was coming, and I'm glad we started off. Casey, <laughs> it's a great question. question. <laughs> yeah, we ask every single – every new guest gets asked that question. Most people say cookie dough or uh, cookies and cream, unless you're Pete's Carol and it says vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically the, the potato of ice creams. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Uh, let's go for, uh, straight to the YouTube comments from longtime um, commenter. From Tristan Gordet, longtime commenter. After his, after his win this past Saturday, who would you like to see Edson Barbosa fight next? Two names that come to mind for me are Shane Burgos and Jeremy Stevens. So to set the scene, Edson Barbosa, of course, got back into the win column. He was on a three-fight losing streak, if I remember correctly. He was 0-1 at featherweight. Now he is 1-1 at featherweight. He beat uh, Europe's, uh, Finland's own, Makwan Amerikani, uh, pretty pretty decisively, but it was still an exciting fight nonetheless. He is officially back into the win column. Say we go back up to lightweight for the trilogy fight against Paul Felder, but wants a high-ranked opponent. I think I laid out some ideas on our post-fight show or one of the, I, one of the shows I've talked about. Uh, but Jade, we'll start with you. If you are booking Edson Barbosa's next fight, who do you want to see him fight next? Oh, I don't know. Jeremy Stevens sounds good. But do you know what? I'd watch him fight anyone just because he's so exciting. And every time you see Barbosa fight, you know it's going to be a war. So he's one of those, he is one of those fighters where I wouldn't get mad who he fought. Um, it's great to see him back in the win column as well. Because like I say, obviously, he has had quite a, he's had a couple of losses. Um, but it's hard to kind of put those losses against him because he is such an exciting fighter. So, um, yeah, I'd be to see him against anyone but yeah good shout jeremy stevens that'd be quite I like, insane i like that shane burgos fight a lot too another guy that'd be maquan americani uh oh, i just yeah. think that's a super violent high level striking matchup casey if you're booking edson barbosa's next fight who do you want to see him fight next <clears throat> well um despite his technically being on a three fight losing streak his yes, last two his, yeah his last two fights especially uh, versus felder and ige Ige, Ige, yeah. Ige could have absolutely gone his way. So um, 
And the level of competition, we've talked about this before, the level of competition that Edson Barboza fights at, I think for the last over a decade, he's only fought in A-level or just the highest level prospects or guys, former title contenders, everything. So um, just I just got to set the stage. Like Edson Barboza is still, without a doubt, a just A-level fighter. But who should he fight next? Well, um, Jeremy Stevens is currently booked against Arnold Allen, so I wouldn't mind seeing the winner Correct. of that face Barboza. That was going to be my that was going to be my answer. Yeah. The winner of Arnold Allen, Jeremy Stevens, I think would be a banger, especially on Fight Island. Uh, Arnold Allen, of course, can get to Fight Island pretty easily. Barboza's fought here before. I think they're like of everyone in the top ten. The top five, I think, are pretty booked up. Like Korean Zombie Ortega, mm. Volkanovski gets the winner of that. I think Holloway should fight Cater. And I don't want to take Holloway or Cater away from one another. And I think Arnold Allen and Jeremy Stevens are the only ones left. I think they're seven, eight, or eight, nine. Josh so Emmons up there too, like, but he's injured right now. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Emmons' knee is basically held together by duct tape right now. So <laughs> I like the winner of Jeremy Stevens and Arnold Allen or Shane Burgos. Uh, but mm. I agree with Jade. Uh, throw him against anyone. Edson Barbosa and Iowa game. Oh, yeah. You know, I totally forgot, actually. Um, Sadiq Youssef, they're actually the original booking of this. That's true. And um, they're, they're, they're both very similar ranked. Um, I think he, I think Sadiq Youssef has been, been kind of just, he hasn't been doing any media. Or we just haven't seen him around anymore. So I think people kind of forgot about him. But Sadiq Youssef is a, um, a high-level prospect. And that was originally posted, that was, that was originally booked. And mm-hmm. Youssef just had um, passport issues. So... Um, Barboza yes. lives in Barboza lives in the states. If Barboza wants a quick turnaround and the weight cut, and he's the weight cut is fine, he's healthy. Book it and book it in the apex later this year. So uh, okay. make it happen. Make it happen. Uh, uh, okay, next question. Yeah, hold on. My windows are all messed up. Yeah, let's have some fun. <laughs> John Jones <laughs> Google Kagan on, on the comment section on the site. John Jones admitting he hid from the NSAC drug testing drug testers. Are there any updates from the Nevada State Athletic Commission about this situation? So I'm sure all of you are aware that John Jones and Israel Adesanya are going through a little Twitter argument back and forth. Somehow Israel Adesanya got John Jones to confirm Chael Sonnen's longstanding uh, theories, rumor, allegations that John Jones hid under the cage at Jackson Wink to avoid a drug test. John Jones apparently admitted it, but not, he said not because of steroids, but because he had just smoked a joint and thought he would pop for weed. Uh, it was a so blunt. I haven't heard it was of a blunt. a blunt. It was a blunt. No, it was yeah. a blunt. Uh, I want to plug this correctly, <laughs> so, but I have not finished reading it. Uh, there is a website, I believe, called Combat, Combat Sports Law. So CombatSportsLaw.com. Uh, they have apparently a very well-researched and written article on the statute of limitations, uh, what the contracts would say, and this and that. Uh, so I would recommend going to read that. I'm not quite done with it. There's a lot of legal jargon that I'm not 100% caught up to. But in terms of actual updates from the Nevada State Athletic Commission, I haven't heard any. Uh, we also haven't been able to talk to Dana White the last two weeks, so there's no way we can ask Dana White. But I'll just use it. I'll use this question to jump off. Jade, what did you think when John Jones finally confirmed this long-standing theory or rumor? Yeah, I, w- I wasn't shocked in any way. I there was no doubt that it was true. Um, I knew I knew for sure it was. I just knew it was true. Uh, so it's quite funny that he's now come out with it. I'm quite surprised that he has. I'm surprised he's now brought that out. Um, 
But yeah, I do wonder why he's done it as well. Because if you've denied it for, for so long, it does make me wonder why now he's come out with it. I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't shocked at all that it was actually true. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I think, I don't know what, how Izzy pulled it off, but I just think John Jones just, I don't know what was going on, why he would admit that so publicly. Casey, what did you think? I know you're not a big fan of the, the back and forth between Izzy and John Jones. I am not a big fan of the direction it has taken, but what did you think specifically about this situation right here? I mean, I, I don't want to reuse a tired catchphrase, but um, man, um, Izzy is living rent free. In John's in sure John's is. head right now. I mean, uh, yeah. That, more more about that. I was just kind of. I mean, it's one of those. It's one of those stories I heard. I've heard. I think I feel like I heard that story like a decade ago about the whole hiding under the cage thing. And um, I don't know because it was such like a rumor. I don't know if John ever had to. I don't know if if anyone actually approached from a, a media standpoint. Did anyone ever? Like actually tell ask John about that publicly and like in a press conference or anything, or is it one of those kind of just those rumors just kind of you know underneath? I think it was Chael clearly started the rumor, and mm. I can't think off the top of my head if anyone has just straight up asked. Yeah, I just wonder, but um, I have no idea. So I was kind of I was kind of surprised, like why he, why he came out with that, uh, but. Um, the fact that he voluntarily admitted yeah. it himself is a little alarming. <laughs> yeah. It's like I was not doing steroids. I was just stoned, guys. Like I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it's like you sound fun no to hang surprise. out with, I guess. Um, no, it's just yeah. It, there's nothing gonna happen in, with uh, in, it, with um, the commissions or anything. It was it was a long time ago. Um, who knows? Maybe the weed's still in the system. Well, <laughs> I think there is a ten year statute of limitations for because remember Vanderlei ran away from a test and he got a lifetime ban. So if that is the case, and that was also so I don't again, I'm, I don't know the ramifications because I'm not reading this, but I think the statute of limitations is 10 years and I don't know how long ago that was. So I would really have to look into it more. I feel I, like surely that was 10 years ago because I remember hearing about it ages ago. Yeah. And I'm sure it came up. Don't quote me on it. My memory is <laughs> terrible. But I'm sure it came up when Chelsea Sonnen was in the UK and that must have been a good nine years ago. When he made a joke about it. So I'm did trying to think if it was that joke in the UK? trying to think if it was, because I'm sure it was around that time. But again, my memory is so bad that I could be completely lying. But I'm sure that it was around then that it came up. I can't remember. But it's been, a, it's, it's easily been like that amount of time. <laughs> would it like be, eight, nine years. Would it be hilarious that John Jones somehow is, get suspended for weed after weed has become legal <laughs> like right, right. like just well, i think it wouldn't be about weed i think it would be running from the the test which would be the big yeah. it wouldn't be the actual drug but did he because according did, did he according to the according to uh the nevada state athletic commission 467.5705 notes fighters who with or without compelling justification refuse or fail to submit the collection of a sample or specimen upon their quest of the commission or its representation or who otherwise evades the collection of a sample or special and commits an anti-doping violation as a subject to disciplinary action by the commission. And then it also goes into like, if he does it a second time, it's this, if it's a third time, you can get a lifetime uh, ban. So I think it wouldn't be about the weed. I think it'd be about running away from the test. Kind of, makes it weird that he's admitted it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering. It says right here. 
Right here. Once it says first USADA has a lengthy limitation period. Wasn't was USADA Article seventeen? You're correct. Yeah. So the USC's anti-doping pros and they they retain jurisdiction for ten years with a section noting no anti-doping violation proceeding, blah, so on and so forth. So basically ten years statute of limitation. But you are correct, Casey. It was the Nevada State Athletic Commission. So I don't know the exact details of what will happen. Yeah. And also, I mean, not to get into the technical the technicalities, but if 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 the commission never actually approached him, did he actually run away from it? In that, in that sense, yeah. Like yeah. if they showed up and he's like, "I'll be right back," and then just disappeared, or, or not, or not, or like maybe they were out. I, I don't know the story. Maybe I'm, I always assume the story was they pulled up and he was inside the gym. They pulled up outside, and someone's like, "Hey, uh, hopos are here," you know, basically, <laughs> and, and everyone just kind of scatters. But. Uh, sure. But if 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 you if you it wasn't like actually formally approached, did you actually officially run away? That's all. Um good question. So it's uh John Jones, man, always in the news. I love it. Yeah. It's 2020, we're still talking yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah, guys anyway. guy's amazing. Anyway, what is our next question? Thank you, Zakuko Kegging. Always a pleasure hearing from you in the comment section. I can't read this Twitter handle, so you're gonna have to, uh, you might have to read a Sam Harris. Person. Sam Harris nine nine nine. Oh, a longtime commenter. Where does Buckley's knockout rank in the best knockouts of all time? Personally, I think it's top three. So I talked about this a little bit on between the links, uh, but we'll start with Jade. Before that, I'll start. I'll set the scene. Of course, uh, Joaquin Buckley scored a stunning head kick knockout at the last UFC Fight Island card. Uh, one of the single greatest knockouts I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if it's the greatest. It's way, it's top five for sure. Uh, but Jade, where does it rank in your list off the top of your head in greatest knockouts you have ever witnessed? Not just UFC. It could be all of MMA. So I've been thinking about this because it is hard to say. I mean, it, it was an incredible knockout. I'd say it's definitely top three. Um, for me... Because it depends what you're basing it on. So if you're basing it on it was just like a fluke or if it was something that was pre-planned based on their game, like what their strategy was. Um, I've got Silver versus Weidman was a big one just because that mm -hmm. knockout was such a big moment for UFC history in terms of, you know, who Anderson Silver is. So that one is a big one for me. That's top three. Also have to say Conor McGregor versus Jose Aldo just because of the precision and the fact that he timed that before he went into the cage. So that one again. Um, also, you've got Masvidal versus Askren. Yeah. So it's just so hard, isn't it? Because there's so many amazing knockouts. It's like, where do you put it? I'd have to say, yeah, Buckley, definitely top three just from how incredible it was. And I can't see many people able to pull off a knockout like that. So for that alone, you have to put it in top three. So I'd have that along with Conor McGregor and with Chris Weidman. And then, yeah, Masvidal, a close fourth. I'm glad you brought up the Weidman and Conor knockouts because they might not be the most athletic, but in terms of the ramifications of the mixed martial arts world, like those yeah. – Two are way up there. So is Ron Holly Holmes on Ronda Rousey. I think Gabriel Gonzaga's head kick on Crow Cop was a big one, mostly because he Crow Cops Crow Cop. Um, but yeah, there's some pretty insane ones. I was Cage side, and I know Casey was backstage for Yair's KO against Korean Zombie, which to me is the greatest ever. I put Buckley 2 3. 
Um, I'm trying to think. MVPs on Cyborg, where he broke his face, was pretty brutal. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah, that one was remembering real bad. That. Yeah. And I was Cade side for Lima knocking out MVP. Oh. That was pretty unbelievable. Um, Anderson's front kick against uh, Vitor is obviously huge for the sport. Uh, there's a there's a there's a ton. Like I don't know how you can't have Henderson's overhand on Biz kind of on Bisbing and Ganu's on uh, Overeem. But Casey, what are some what are some that you can remember? Um, um, where would you put Buckley in your rank? I, I I put a lot of weight into the stakes of the fight and right. who and the, who the competitors are. Uh, and unfortunately for Bucky, uh, Bucky, Buckley, um, <laughs> Bucky, <laughs> his friends call him Bucky, um, Buckley. And um, uh, how do you say his opponent's last name? I know Impa. <laughs> Impa Kasengwe, I think. Yeah. Well, I think that's the point. Sengway, in, the, in, yeah. the, in the sense that it was just a prelim on essentially a just a regular fight night. And unfortunately for that, it won't be it, w- it will never be the number one knockout. It's just too too low on the card not enough stakes in it but on just pure athleticism good lord it could be the number one knockout ever just on pure athleticism and just pure like holy shit moment you know but um it's you know it's i i'm being generous i'll give it a top five but i put i put knockouts like holly ronda connor auto um uh vitor uh Belfort. i put those above it because they were spectacular knockouts and they changed the sport they, you know, yeah. so, um, but what's really impressive about this knockout though, I have friends, you know, I have friends, that's a, that's a big story too, <laughs> but I have friends who do not care about MMA at all. And, um, I love them for that. And even then, did you see, e- even them, they were like, they were like, see? it's, it's, they were like, dude, I, I don't follow fighting and it's on my fucking, uh, oh, sorry. It's on my Instagram feed now. I'm like, what? So, um, it, did you see who tweeted about it today? Mr. West, did you see who used that? Kanye West used that video to release a music, uh, release a song. Yeah, that's crazy. Does it get bigger than? Has anyone hit that level of mainstream and from a prelim to Kanye West tweeting about you? I can't think of anyone that has ever done that. That's um, no. That, that, that that's that what makes that's what makes so for such a low level fight in a sense a, a prelim on ESPN Plus. The fact that it's it, it went. It went mainstream. That is super impressive. And um, yeah. He tweeted in all caps, mind you, the whole team is so energized that I had to release theme music. Nah, nah, nah. (laughs) And then he loops the the knockout and released music with it. It's was that a new song? That remember like it's I don't know if I haven't listened to it yet. I just listened like the first couple things he dropped. So uh, rapper and presidential candidate Kanye West (laughs) dropped a surprise (laughs) track late Tuesday night. (laughs) He was fired by Buckley's jaw dropping spinning. Those are our own Damon Martin's words. So shout out to him, of course. But yeah, like Kanye West tweeting about you. That just reminds me of like, remember Lady Gaga tweeted about Holly's knockout. And, and I think. Um, remember Beyonce ahead. used to show Ronda clips at her concerts yeah. too? The, yeah, the do nothing. Wow. Don't be a do yeah, nothing bitch. Yeah. And uh, Sia tweeted about Volkanovsky, if I remember correctly. So it's happened before. But I, again, all those people were naming were championship fights and Buckley was a prelim and Kanye was tweeting about him. So my God, shout out to you, uh, young man, even though he's probably older than me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll say top five, but I agree with Jade and you that the stakes of those other knockouts just make those a little higher up in my list. Yeah. But I think the craziest one I see is zombie 
uh, getting KO'd by Yair. Yeah, we, we, I think we're in agreement on that one too. I uh, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> I remember that drive back from the arena. We were just like, "Holy crap! What did we just see?" And I, I've tried, I've, I've tried fr- to do that elbow in the gym, and like can't my back it. just can't spin that much. It was just insane. <laughs> like, like the uh, the spin kick that Buckley did. It's not that it's very difficult to do. It's just to do it right then and just see it. That's right. the that's the super impressive art. Well, if even if, if you watch that, he like uh, input caught that same kick a few times before. And then who is um who is Sage Northcutt's sister married to? Uh, Raymond Daniels. Raymond Daniels. Yeah, that spin that's. Tornado KO he had in Bellator is pretty unbelievable too. No, it was in Glory. And oh yeah, in Glory. The Glory. No, I thought that was a Bellator fight. No, it was Bellator. The one he jumped up and spun around and punched. Oh, that one. I'm thinking of the one the knockout. He yeah. he actually he actually did a two touch spin, but yes. he did it off the guy the opponent's thigh rather than being held yes. up. Yeah. And but. let's also not forget Corey Sanhagen had a spin kick KO later that night and <laughs> earlier in that night. Jade, who's who got the KO at KSW? I know you want to say. Wait, you want about on that fight card on the UFC fight card? On the KSW card, on the KSW. or was it KSW? Yeah. Who got the big? Who got the other knockout that night? Not oh, yeah, it was um, what's his name against Scott Askin. Yes, that was another unbelievable card, and of course Muhammad. another KSW. Yeah. And I've game. forgotten how to say his name. Hang on, let's have a look. I want to. I keep wanting to call him the Cannibal. <laughs> Mamed. Mamed Khalidov. It's really hard to say. Yeah. So I always have to like double check. Yeah, Mamed. But yeah, it was. A, yes, it was a switch kick. That's what it was. Unbelievable. In, in, and way, and we, in the first minute of the so fight. Yeah, and I felt so sorry for them as well because obviously that was such a huge knockout. And then obviously, right, like all the knockouts that were happening in the UFC that night, that card was just insane. So it kind of took away the shine for Mamed, but. Yeah, that was an insane knockout. Um, I, yeah. I think was- the NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 
360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. can't remember one of the fighters that had just won he was we were waiting to meet with him and he wanted to watch the highlights before he went to the press conference like he was standing in front of the tv just being like what the fuck just happened and then after that every fight was like did you see that knockout like fighters (laughs) after the fights were all still talking about it backstage but we could talk about this forever yeah what was um the the heavyweight um the cock the the caucus yeah the caucus he was great but uh, even because he, uh, he had a big knockout and then but he's like oh i ain't when i ain't winning no 50k though because he just saw buggy's knockout he still won oh yeah he, he did he still get 50k yeah because oh. there were four performances uh, drink is and drink is plus has got a speaking of ksw vets he got a big win uh on that card too so big night for ksw yeah. vets I told you, I said, Drake is due to see, watch out for him because he is, I had the honor of watching him at KSW and he is just incredible. Um, so I knew he was going to come in and put on a performance. He reminds me, of not, not in terms of his fighting style, but like Izzy, he came in with a already uh, solid resume yeah. before he joins the UFC. Mm-hmm. So he's for sure a prospect to watch in middleweight. Is he a, is he a prospect or is it, at this point is he kind of like years? I think he is a he is very he's still very young. Is he young? Okay. So mm-hmm. even he admits he's like I, I don't have to get tossed. He's only like 26, 25. He's like I don't have to get tossed. Yeah. He's like I and he laid it out. He's like I want to get top 25 and then top 20 then top 15. Like he doesn't want to just jump right up. He gets it. Okay. He knows the game. Oh yeah, well, I, I don't know very much about him so I wasn't sure if he's like uh like Yuri <laughs> or or Michael Chandler where like they're coming in ready to go no, no, no. they don't need to be built and up funny yeah. funny story on if on drake is real quick uh if you watch it he tried to j- enter the octagon before he got like the vaseline and checked oh. and everything or oh, I no. mean, he might have got the vaseline no so i think everyone thought he was just excited and then i saw him after the next day and i was mark goddard was also there and apparently uh drake is his loss in ksw Mark Goddard was the ref that checked him before. And when he saw Mark Goddard, he's like, nope, not you. And what? Because he was su- he's superstitious and tried to walk into the octagon. And he had to get pulled back. So it was more of a superstitious oh, thing and then anything else. It was very funny. And Mark Goddard thought it was hilarious, too. He's like, oh, yeah, I was the one that checked you. And he's like, and then I got knocked out. <laughs> but this is the thing. Like, we watch so many fights that sometimes you have to try and remember, like, Right. when you think about how many fights we watch in a night and I've got the worst memory ever and I've been doing it for over a decade so someone will say oh do you remember this fight like six years and I have to sit there and be like do I and they're like Jade you did the post fight interview and I'm like did I it's just yeah <laughs> I do that all the time I'm like, kind of- <laughs> I was like I've never seen this guy be- fight before and then I, I, I look at my hard drives oh I've literally interviewed this guy two times yeah. <laughs> I'm like shit yeah. so bad <laughs> My memory is just shocking. It's just not good. And then they're like, Jade, you literally were, you were there. You were cage sad. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Story shocking. of the game. Anyway. All right. Casey, um, what is our next question? Because um, we have to get one question in about him. Oh, there you go. Would Luke versus Shamayev be a competitive fight? Oh, man. 
have not even thought about this fight. Vicente Luque versus Hamzat Shemaev. I think it would be competitive. I'd still obviously favor Vicente Luque just based on what we have seen. But Jade, what do you think of a possible Vicente Luque Hamzat Shemaev fight at welterweight, mind you? That'd be fun. But isn't he calling out? I'm sure he's just called out Nate Diaz, doesn't he? He did. He, he called out Nate Diaz. He's who is he not called out? Offered. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> supposedly sure he's Aaron called Sanders out. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Supposedly. Wonderboy turned turned Hamza down at welterweight. Chris Wyman turned him down at uh, middleweight. Uh, Leon Edwards, in an interview at MMA Fighting, said that Hamza hasn't beaten anyone yet. Uh, Michael mm-hmm. Chiesa at the media day said that he really he respects Hamza's fighting skills. He's just not there yet. He's mostly just a name, uh, and he doesn't basically fight it. It's a risky fight because you don't want to be used to propel a, a prospect. But if you beat them, what like what really happens? It's kind of like Corey Anderson and Johnny Walker type thing. Um, yeah. But then Darren Till, Liverpool's own, said, Hamza, if I get through Jack, I'll fight you. And Hamza responded with rock and roll, man. So, Jade, what do you think of Darren Till offering to fight Hamza if he gets through? Which, mind you, he has to get through Jack Hermanson, which is yeah. very difficult. What do you think of all that whole situation? Oh, I just think that would be so exciting. Just the, the build up to that would be hilarious. I mean, Darren's just hilarious in general. Like, you've seen his Twitter. He's just. It's the, the Scouse banter, I will say. The Liverpool banter. But, um, yeah, I, I would love to see that fight. But I would love, to, I'd just love to see him fight anybody because he's just so good. And, obviously, he wants to prove himself. Um, I don't think that fight will happen with Diaz. But if it did, that would be awesome. Um, I think that would be quite a tough fight for him. But I just think a lot of fighters, and I kind of get it, because he's, he is still quite new, but at the same time, he's going to be—he's going to give any fighter problems. So I can understand why a lot of fighters aren't going to want to risk that and take that fight. So that's why it's so good that people like you know Darren Till have come out and said, "Yeah, I'll fight you," because you know he'd just fight anyone. But I would quite like to see that fight against Nick Diaz. Uh, Nate Diaz, sorry, I think that would be really good. I love it. I love. I want. I mm. honestly, I agree with you. I just want to see Hamza fight someone. Uh, also, yeah, let's not forget. Anyway. Let's not forget. He hasn't like I, welterweight is supposedly his best weight class. I don't remember who he fought the first time, but it, it was a middleweight because it was a, la- it was a late notice fight that he was in Brave, and then he came over to the UFC. So it was a middleweight because it was late notice, and then he fought Reese McKee, who was a lightweight, England's own, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and he's a lightweight that jumped up to welterweight to fight Hamzat. So Hamzat was a welterweight fighting a lightweight. And then he fights Gerald Mearshart, who is a legitimate middleweight with a lot of fights, and then he just destroyed him. So technically, Hamza hasn't even fought a welterweight in the UFC yet. So Casey, what I know you're a little tired of the Hamza hype, uh, maybe not tired of the hype, but you just want to see him fight. What do you think of this whole situation with Hamza? Um, the UFC needs to get him in that cage quickly because that was this whole that was this whole gimmick. That was this whole gimmick. Is like he fights every 15 minutes. You know, it's like that's you know he'll fight the first fight of the night, then he'll have a meal and fight the last fight of the night. I mean, I, I, I was really yeah. bummed out. He wasn't on this, this at any of these fight Island cards. Like he could, like to me, like he should have been on every single fight night versus just some, you know, some Oh, and two contender series guy, <laughs> just put him on every single card. Like, so by the time the year ends, he's like 15 and Oh, or something like just, I mean, would some, been hilarious. just, you know, we, gimmick sell. And I, I think that would been, uh, if you're not going to give him like a name, just get him out there, get him out there. But, um, yeah, but um, of course, uh, I want to see him fight anyone, um, and I totally understand why these top top ranked welterweights are turning him down because um, 
yeah, it just doesn't make sense to fight a guy like that. Uh, not that they, not not that they're scared or anything. It just doesn't make sense. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, love these get- guys all go through it. Like um, Islam Makachev is going through it right now after he lost RDA, and no one wants to fight. He's clearly one of the best lightweights in the world, but his ranking doesn't match. And then Habib went through the same thing for a while yeah. where he basically, it was up to Cowboys to be like, y'all fight you. I don't even know you. That fight didn't even end up happening. And then like Habib fought RDA finally and, and uh, tore through him and that kind of propelled him. But these guys go through it, man. Wait, I, uh, they, they, they're, they're broken English as part of their gimmick and they're, they're not massive names yeah. in the U S quite yet. Well, Habib is now, but it's like, uh, like I don't know if <laughs> like, I don't know if you watched Dan Hooker's podcast and he responded to Islam in some pretty aggressive words. He's like, let's take a look. He's like, I'm coming off back to back fight of the night performances, main events, five rounds against two of the top five welter lightweights in the world. And Islam Makhachev has done fuck all. And you want me to go back and to fight him on three days? No, on two weeks notice. And he goes, what am I? Santa Claus get to the back of the line. And I was like, so you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I totally understand that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's hard for these guys that are not going to get these fights. What? Yeah. And and so unless the promote yeah. unless the promoter Dana or whoever wants to throw some extra cash at say Dan Hooker or someone like that uh, or someone like a uh, Leon Edwards, you know, here's an extra hundred grand or two hundred grand to go backwards. You know, you got to make you got their price fighters. You know, that's how they pay their bills. You got You got to make it financially worth it to take that risk. Because right now you're just it's high risk, low reward. But um, uh, wait, wait, real quick, what happened to the Maya fight? Did Maya officially turn exactly. it exactly? I, 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 exactly. Well, I thought Dana said like this. Will, this was uh, our double. We we that was the whole signboard. We we booked two fights and then it didn't happen. Like like was that all just yeah. was that wolf tickets? Also, I'll tell you this now. We'll find out tomorrow because Hamzat Shmaev is doing a uh, his own media day here on Fight Island after the Ortega zombie stare down on the beach. So. We'll find out for you tomorrow, Casey. How about that? Yeah. You know, one thing I, I, I think is really kind of really neat about this whole pandemic era of MMA and UFC that think of the two, one of the two, two of the biggest stars that have come out of this no fight island UFC pandemic era have been Shamayev, who's still an unranked guy, and Buckley, who was basically a, a, a welterweight middleweight journeyman. Like, so these two kind of you know no name guys are now like the biggest names right now coming out of this. Yeah. It's just not not yeah. not top fighters, just guys, you know. So I just active, act, active. active, yeah, active. So I just think it's yeah. interesting. I just um, I agree. Very um neat. That was a long answer yeah. to a Vicente Luque <laughs> that we didn't really talk about. Thank you, James, <laughs> for the launching pad to talk about Hamzat Shmayev, or as uh, Michael Yesa keeps calls he always. Michael, Michael Kiesa keeps calling him Hazmat Shamaya. Yeah. <laughs> I also found out. He's like I also found out Michael Kiesa's friends call him Cheese because his last name looks like Cheese. <laughs> They'll be like, up, Cheese." Hamzat, oh wait, Hazmat Shamaya is the new um, Carlos Conduit. Remember, <laughs> remember the Diaz? Uh, oh, that's right. And Gibbler. Uh, yeah, Gibbler. Yeah. Oh, but to answer James G's question, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we didn't really answer. That's funny. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. so. This question is from longtime you, uh, longtime viewer um, Ed Ed Arino. So we don't we don't have his name. Up I here. wish I I I don't I know he's not. You can't hear him, Jade. But Ed, who has asked this question, has one of the most soothing voices you'll ever hear, and my voice will not do him yeah. justice. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, really? <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, um, he is also the smartest human being I've ever met in my life. So I'll read it. I guess, how does Chan Sung Jung's career change if Yair's elbow misses by just half an inch? Who is he fighting now instead of Ortega? This is a fascinating question because we talked about Yair uh, KO and the Korean Zombie, which came at, with one second left in their five-round fight. One second. If Korean Zombie doesn't rush forward, he wins that fight. And he's he probably gets the title shot, honestly. I truly believe if he had beaten Yair Rodriguez, he probably would have already... He would have fought Max, not Volkanovski. Or he would have mm-hmm. fought Max instead of... Uh, was Volkanovski the next fight for him? If I remember correctly? For, for I can't Hall- even for, remember. For Holloway? Right, no, Holloway fought Poirier between those two. Okay. But uh, featherweight, uh, So I think it was... Yeah, regardless. Yeah. Uh, so I think... Yair, our Korean zombie, would have been the man at, to fight Max at featherweight, the then champion Max Holloway. Yeah. But he got KO'd, and then he went on this tear again, and now he's a potentially one win away. So, Jade, if, if Yair Rodriguez misses, or he, Korean zombie doesn't rush forward, or Yair throws that elbow one second later, what does Chan Sung Jung's career look like in 2020? I have to agree with you. I think he'd have been fighting for the title, for sure. Um, yeah, I think we would have seen, I think we would have seen two fights in that time. I think we would have seen him fight Holloway and I think we'd have seen him fight, uh, Volkanovski. So yeah, it's just such a shame. It's just like, and this, this is why I love MMA so much is that the slightest mistake, the most minuscule mistake can cost you so badly. Um, and it can really throw you back down the, down the rankings easily. And yeah, so it's it is so annoying. It is that thin. I mean, look at Aldo. It's yeah, just that slight mistake, and that's why MMA is so deadly because like it's such an exciting sport. Yeah, because you make one wrong punch, you don't move your head the right way, whatever it is, and then I mean we saw that against Weidman um, when he threw that back kick, and it yeah, just against Rockwell. That's a good point. Yeah. It was that one thing, and then that just, you know, he's, I can't remember how many times he lost after that, but I think that I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. But yeah, just slight things like that can really just knock your career back again. So I think, yeah, he would have been Weid- fighting for the title. 100%. I think Weidman and neither Weidman and Rockhold have been the same since that fight. But yeah, I forgot. Like, I haven't even thought about comparing those. Like, if Weidman doesn't throw that spin, like, he was losing already. Let's not forget that. But if he doesn't throw that spinning back, we don't know what, what would happen. Uh, but he did, and he lost. And I think he has one win, if I'm not mistaken, since then. Was that the Kelvin knockout that you were at, Casey, on uh, Long Island? Yeah, uh, he didn't knock out Kelvin. Um, he, I think he wound up submitting him. Or did he knock out Kelvin? Okay. Um, well, either I way, he, 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 he built Kel- was Kelvin was his lot. highest level win after that. Then, of course, you know, he had a lot of tough losses. Against high level, oh, he beat Omari. Yeah, he beat Omari most recently. But but against like like A level A level fighters, yeah, that was his last you know high level fight he won. But um, I think the big difference with this, uh, with uh, Korean Zombies um, knockout, right? You know, you, we call we saw we call these. You no, know, you just have to make one mistake. And um, I mean, I just go back to last week with Buckley uh, with his opponent Impa. Impa, all Impa did was make literally a half second hesitation when he caught that foot, because when you catch that foot, you got to throw it to the side real quick, or you got to rush him, you got to change the, you can't just stand there. He just kind of caught it. And then he just kind of stood there for half a second going, oh, what should I do next? And that half second was enough for Buckley to, you know, you know become a Kanye West music video. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so 
But for look at, um, but for Korean Zombie what, though, what the what? difference is like Korean Zombie didn't even make a mistake in a sense. If, the fact that he's such a exciting fighter, the fight was won. Remember and like remember, uh, yeah, you kind of give him a hug and it was like five seconds left. He's like, all right, come on, let's just let's just throw let's just throw down for the last five seconds. And yeah, you're like, and he's, Zombie's like, okay, you know, and that so he gets knocked out because he was trying to give the fans what they wanted. So it's just kind of it sucks for Zombie in that sense. You know, he could have just been kind of boring and just gone nah dude you come at you come at me he wins zombie zombie wins that fight he fights um holloway volkanovsky is just another city boxing guy like the 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 land everything changes if he doesn't yeah. you know try to please the fans but uh man yeah that's uh yeah I I, I I i think yeah i think zombie would have fought holloway and i don't know if he beats holloway but good lord i want to see that fight at some point I don't want to see that fight when Holloway is still at his athletic prime. So, um, and he actually, he has, I, I would have to say he is because I felt Holloway won the rematch. Um, so, I agree. yeah, it's just, um, it's like, man. imagine it's like, we're talking about split seconds. Like, remember when Darren Till fought Tyron Woodley, he, he has that like jab into the pullback uppercut that he always mm-hmm. connects. Mm-hmm. And it's like half a second between the jab and the pullback and the uppercut. And Tyron Woodley timed it so perfectly that the second Darren Till pulled back, Tyron Woodley just went pop and knocked him dead and then choked him with a Darts choke, mm-hmm. got his black belt. Uh, and we have an and still, and then Darren Till eventually <laughs> gets uh, decapitated by Masvidal, which then starts the resurrection tour. So, my one, one set that again, imagine if Darren Till beat Tyron Woodley, would we have gotten the Masvidal return? Who knows? These are all questions yeah. that are all yeah. hypothetical. <laughs> That's I mean that's the thing about MMA like like I don't think there's any other sport where essentially you you lose because you have to make a mistake. Someone has to make yeah. someone has to screw up first. Some, some someone has to make a technical yeah. error first. And um yeah, it's just um it's it's uh it's kind of awesome that way. And it's not like boxing where you have the mandatory rematches like Andrew Ruiz beats Anthony Joshua, they automatically have to rematch. Deontay mm-hmm. Wilder loses to Tyson Fury, automatic rematch. So it's not like that in that in the UFC, you lose, you lose, you move on. There's no like, hey, let's like, unless of course, Volkanovski Holloway, because that was such a controversial decision. But well, MMA is a silly sport. Unless it puts butts in seats. That's true. Thank you for the question, Ed. Ooh, from the seaside prediction for Cyborg. Let's not forget Bellator returns stateside, if I remember correctly. Yep. Uh, Chris Cyborg returns to the act. Who's she? Who's she fighting? Arlene Glinko. Glinkow. Arlene Glinko. Uh, so, Casey, I'll start with you because uh, you cover Bellator. You've covered a million Bellator fights uh, more than me. Uh, you've covered Cyborg extensively in their Strike Force days too. So, uh, is 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 it just a formality that we have an end still after her fight? Um, I know that I, might I, be. I, 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 t- I take this to this is this is a bit like Shevchenko versus Maya. No, yes, Maya can beat Shevchenko, but I just don't see it. Glinko can beat Cyborg. I just don't see it. She's a, she's a tough, talented, you know, gritty boxer. I mean, mostly a boxer. I feel like um, I've seen a couple of her fights. Nothing, nothing kind of blows me away about her. She's obviously talented, um, but Cyborg just blows you away when you see her fight. So uh, this should be a nice showcase championship fight for Bellator and um hopefully um uh yeah it should be it should be exciting one to watch it, it will be exciting to watch 
Um, I don't see very many opportunities for Glencoe to beat Cyborg, though. I just don't see her having that one-punch power to really give, to really make Cyborg go backwards like um, Amanda Nunes was able to, or even some of the Muay Thai fights that Cyborg has sure. lost before. Jade, same question. Is this a formality of Anne still for Cyborg? And if it is, is anyone on the Bellator roster, can anyone give her a challenge at Featherweight? Um, I screw Casey because I don't know too much about her opponents, but just from what I know about obviously Cyborg, I just think I agree that it's a great showcase for her. Um, there are not many people who have been able to throw hands with her. I mean, like you mentioned with Nunes. Um, but yeah, I just I think she's going to give a lot of women in the division a big problem. Um, so I just. Yeah, I think I just predict she's going to have a really great run over there. Um, and I think it's going to be really tough for someone to try and take her out. And, you know, the people who have beaten Cyborg are some of the best fighters in the world. So, yeah, I think I think Cyborg is definitely going to take it. I don't think she's going to have many problems in there. I think the name to give her is Kazangano if she gets through. Uh, this fight is mm. cat's a name. She's a super talented fighter. She's a featherweight right now. Her, her loss to Megan Anderson was a loss of fair and square loss, but it was like a toe stab in the face. And then like, she thought she was going to lose her eye. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was, it was a fair, she lost fair and square. It wasn't like an eye poke or anything, but it was just like one of those freak knockouts. I mean, it actually was an eye poke. It's just technically toe pokes yes. aren't illegal. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's just, yeah. Oh, and when we, we, um, we can't described it. Actually, when she did an interview, maybe she a year her ago, her eye was leaking. Yeah, she goes, she goes, when she, because she, she was like this for like a longest time. She goes, if she goes, I felt if I would move my hand, my eyeball would have fallen out. And I was like, ooh, yeah. okay, all right. She said that <laughs> when we were both backstage yeah. on the Phoenix card. Mm-hmm. She was the guest fighter, but yeah, you're not wrong. So I think Cass and Gallo's the fight to make. If I, I, I believe Cyborg is going to win. I, I give every opponent a one percent chance of winning, unless you're Betchko Haya fighting Ronda Rousey. I was pretty confident. Betchka was not going to beat Ronda Rousey. I was also pretty confident that Connor was not going to beat Habib. Uh, but I think Cyborg is a pretty uh, is a good lock. Yeah. You just put you put Betchko and Connor in the same category. I, I like that. I like that. I did. Wow. <laughs> they both had a fight in 2020. Okay, so we're so this is all we're gonna talk about Connor real quick, but I'm interested. Who who did Connor have a better chance against? Habib or Mayweather? Wow. Habib. Um, Habib. Okay. Habib. Habib. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree too. I, I think. I think there was I a. Agree. If they fought a hundred times, there was a chance Connor, Connor could. Win. Connor could win two. Yeah, I, I think against Mayweather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. one maybe. Con- yeah. Floyd and Floyd wins a hundred. Hundred. Yeah. The, the the well the one time you know he might you know, he wears that cool robe and everything he could have tripped and twisted his ankle on the way to the cage the ring you know you never know. All right, so we we got our Shema, we got our Shemayev question, we got our Connor question in there. Good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was about cyborg, we're talking about Connor. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Ooh, here you go. My, my favorite. Oh, I cut the name out. So I'm uh, sorry. Can you I, read I, this one for me, Casey? Let me make it up. Okay. I, I cut the name on accent. So I'm not sure who wrote this. Can you read that? I can't. I, 
uh, as happens as happens with all stack division, 135 is now becoming a bit of a logjam. Aside from San Hagen Marais just fighting, not a single other member of the top 10 has a fight booked. What the flying fuck is going on? Aside from Aldo and Jan, how would you match up the rest of the top 10? Edgar, Edgar Munoz, Aldo Cruz, Rivera, Sun Tzu. Also, Yadong, Vera, Font don't have fights either. Uh, so, oddly enough, Jan and Aljermaine are supposedly being targeted right now for the main event of the December card. Uh, mm-hmm. So they would, or no, the co-main event. They would be the co-main event, and Amanda Nunes and Megan Anderson would be the main event, which is fine. Uh, Amanda is the greatest female fighter of all time, and she is technically the higher weight class. Usually the higher weight class is the main event, so Featherweight would main event against Bantamweight. So people complaining that a female is female fights headlining over male fight. People complaining about that? You know the, of, of course. Yeah. You know the drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys know the drill. So anyway, uh, I tweeted a couple uh, matchups I like. I like uh, Jan Algermain. I think it's obviously probably going to happen. I think Sanhagen and Dillashaw in January. I want to see Cruz versus Frank Yeager very badly. I think Marais, Marlon Marais and Pedro Munoz is good. Jose Aldo, Uriah Faber, Bantamweight. Uh, I think Jimmy Rivera. I think uh, Cheeto Vera wants to fight Jimmy Rivera, so I wouldn't hate that one. And then Font versus Song Yudong uh, is a fun scrap for me too because uh, considering Font and Cody Stamen had beef and Stamen and Yudong, I think, fought to a draw at some point. But Jade, if you're booking this bantamweight division that is all of a sudden one of the most exciting divisions in the UFC, also – Let's not forget. I believe Nathaniel Wood and Casey Kennedy are fighting uh, yes. coming up soon. That's a scrap, too. I completely forgot about that. I think got tossed that that fight's the winner oh, of that fight real, somewhere. So real quick, and Davashili Dava is booked against Cody Stamen. That's correct. Another another uh, two. Merab yeah. Devalishvili. Uh, so Jade, if you're booking this incredibly stacked bantamweight division, so stacked. what are you doing? I agree with you. I was actually going to bring up Dillashaw because I think. Is he three months? Is it? I can't remember how many months January, it's due for him to come back. He can come back in January. He can come back in January. Yeah. And then obviously Sanhagen, he's got an eye injury apparently. So they're saying 180 days, but I don't know whether that's going to be the case he's saying. So that fight would be awesome as a return fight. I'd like to see that. Um, obviously, I'm so glad that Aljo finally got the fight. Bless him. Because he's been trying to get that fight for so long. So it's great that it's, Finally announced that that fight's actually going to go ahead. Obviously, it's great to see Nathaniel Woods fighting again. He's going to be a huge prospect in the UFC for the UK. So we do have some good fights coming up. It's slowly but surely getting there. So we do have some great fights to look forward to. If we're so, we've talked about this before when Pizza Carroll was here and he was absolutely losing his losing his mind, especially being over in Europe. Was it? Didn't it drive you crazy that they booked Nathaniel Wood in Rio Rancho like a month <laughs> before the UFC London was happening? Yeah, it was so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Because as, as you guys know, I'm always like messaging you guys, which I think is why I've got a caffeine addiction, is because we're up at 6 a.m. watching fights. Dedication for the UK fans. <laughs> so like fight cards for us, they start like 10, 11 o'clock. The main card usually starts between one and three, depending on where it is. Usually three, it'll start 3 a.m. So yeah, like when we get some great UK fighters come through and then you have a UK London card, it was a little bit annoying, especially when he's, yeah. you know, that's where he trains. He's, you know, a London boy. So Yeah, isn't he, he, he walks out with the London flag and everything. So like, how yeah. are you not going to put him there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, oh, well, but we've got I'm some great fighters. 
I'm glad you brought up the time zone thing because every time I tweet about the annoying times over here, like, oh, I have to go to fights at midnight or two in the morning. I know Jade uh, Zara, who is a, is obviously on Twitter. She's she's a, a Twitter personality too. Niall, who still owes me a chicken chicken palm. Pete like Phil, they all tweet me and they're like, shut up, man. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like, welcome to our life. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever, man. Every weekend. All, and like always- the five of them. Yeah. And that's what we do for our weekends. Cause I do always get asked like, oh, you know, what do you do at the weekend? I'm like, I'm up at five in the morning, like watching fights. That's what I'm doing in my PJs with a cup of tea. So yeah, that's my weekend. <laughs> How do you drink your morning I like tea? morning fights. Yeah, How do I have tea? my tea? Yeah. So you probably, because this is what I saw some someone like doing it all wrong and it really stressed me out. So you put <laughs> the hot water in, the tea bags in, you put the hot water in, and then you put the milk in. And then you take the tea bag out. No sugar. But if it's coffee, I will have two sugars. So usually when we get to about 3 a.m. is when the coffee comes out. And then I'll start having like coffee to keep me going. But yeah, that is the correct way we have an English tea. So you do. So you put the cream in with the bag still in it, just uh. Yeah. So so you so I have semi skim milk. So you put obviously you boil the kettle. You've already got the tea bag in the cup. Pour it in. Some people like to let it through for like five minutes. I don't tend to do that. Um, and then you pour obviously a dash of milk in, and then obviously you know then you take the tea bag out. No sugar. I can honestly say I don't think I've ever had – I don't – no, I know I've never had a proper English tea. I just drink my coffee straight black. Uh, I don't know where Casey went. Casey, where did you go? Casey, what happened? Offended at my tea. Yeah. Oh, just <laughs> yeah, <right. amazing>. Ungodly. Pesic and Rubella. Yeah, Pesic was barking at the uh, neighbors, so I had to go get the dog. <laughs> Do we uh do we have any more questions, Casey? Because uh, one Jace just came in specifically for Jade. Oh, the uh yeah, um you just yeah, you can just read that one. Read that question. Yeah, says, yeah. Hashtag the A side question for Jade Morris or at Jade Morris MMA. What is the biggest upcoming KSW card slash fight that can't be missed? Thanks to you, Casey and Jose. Good show. Are there scheduled KSW fights happening right now? I know they just had the card, but I don't know if there's I don't know off the top of my head if they have any presently announced yeah i'm just gonna have a quick look because i don't know what the next one is actually i'm not 100 percent sure I kn- yeah so i don't know the, i don't know if uh, yeah, they just had the one yeah 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 i hate ksw i have to wake up at five in the morning to watch the fight don't even don't even I, i'm so tired i gotta get my i gotta get my tea and my biscuit and the cream and the i don't know <laughs> I don't mind waking up. Oh, we have we have KSW fifty six. Oh, I've yeah, I've just remembered now, and it's Roberta Soldich. So yes, that is a good fight to watch. Um, when is that? 14th oh, the Croatian guy. Yeah, the he Croatian is, guy. Yeah, he's good. He's incredible. So he's been on all the cards that I've been on. Let's have a, I can't actually see the fight cards of that one. Does KSW, do they have fights outside of Poland or just all over Europe? Um, yeah, so they have around, I think it's around six fights a year or something. Um, and they do like one or two in London. Okay. Um, I, 
I know they've yeah. done one in Croatia. And I know they've done one in yeah. Dublin. But okay. other than that, it's usually Poland and England. And then remember, we interviewed Martin Casey. I think it was UFC 239 Fight Week. And he had laid out this big plan of he wanted to do some cross-promotion stuff with Bellator. He wanted at the time, he wanted Ryan Bader to fight Phil DeFries, which I was about. I know he wanted Chandler to fight Gamrot. And I was like, and now they're both in the UFC. <laughs> Shockingly enough, uh, he wanted to do some stuff with Ryzen too, which, uh, which would have been awesome. And then he wanted to go bring KSW to Chicago in America because there's a big Polish scene. He basically wanted to test it. He wanted to co-promote a show in Chicago uh, with Bellator to see if it would succeed. Uh, but of course, the pandemic hit, and I don't know how far along mm, they got because yeah. he said, oh, I said, what? <laughs> I was like, what's the big holdup? And he said, money. And I go, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Although it is huge because every time I've covered the KSW event, it is packed out, like fully packed out. Like they, in Poland, you know, they love their MMA. And I'm just having a look. So it doesn't say who Roberto Sordic is fighting. Uh, Thomas Narcon, he's fighting. Yeah. So the, the fight card hasn't like officially been announced yet from what I can see. But that's the right. next one. Uh, but yeah, yeah Thomas Snark. Yeah. He is a fighter to watch in KSW. I am looking his 17 and 3. There's a bunch of wins already in KSW. Has won and mm-hmm. lost the KSW champ. Has the he's the T, the guy that beat Drickus. TK, I forgot mm-hmm. about that. He's one on one against Drickus. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So if he ever hops over to the UFC, that trilogy fight is sitting right there. Well, it is welterweight, and I saw Drickus. Uh, after his fight, and I'm like, how the hell do you make? Did you ever make welterweight? He is massive. Yeah. Massive. But then again, massive. everyone looks massive next to me. So when I do interviews, I have to wear like heels like this. Just so. Sure. <laughs> like no even knows my pain. We're both we're both around the <laughs> oh, same height. Oh yes, she does. <laughs> so we're always joking about our height. So I've been the, I've been I've been in the arena for Ryzen shows and the live event. The live event is just spectacular. I've never been to a KSW. You have. Tell me what it is like to be in the arena for their all their theatrics and lights and show that they have in Poland for those shows. It is the coolest thing I have ever seen. So I was stood by the stage when, so what they obviously do is they bring them all up on the stage and then you feel like the fire going up. And so, so they do the opening ceremonies and things like that? Like, and like yeah. yeah. Okay. They do like the full thing. And I just remember sitting there going, what is this? This is insane. So it was my very first one. And I'd obviously never seen it before. And I was like, this is so cool. Um, so I got introduced to it. And now, like, I just love that promotion. And it was packed out. Like, everyone was beside themselves. And it was really knowledgeable fans as well. Like, they really, like, so, like, when it went to the ground, there wasn't as much booing. It was just people seemed to get what was going on. And the fights were insane. There were some terrifying knockouts that I'd seen as well. Um, so I done it when Phil DeFries was fighting uh, Roberta Soldich, Dreyfus Dupasi. So I was watching all these guys, and the fights were just such high level, uh, which is why KSW is just so popular in Poland. Obviously, it's Polish promotion, but it's so popular because the fights they put on and the quality of the promotion is just incredible. Awesome. And they've produced what? John Blachowicz, Gamra, of course. Mm-hmm. I assume Tabura fought there. He's another Polish fighter. Uh, Joanna, Karolina Kovalkiewicz. So 
Uh, for all these people that say like, oh, not in the UFC, they're not good. Like, man, some of the best fighters in the world. And like mm-hmm. Casey shakes his head because the argument is ridiculous. Yeah, I just uh, uh, like yeah. we're about like Michael Chandler hops in and people are like, oh, it's B League. I'm like, or Patricio Pitbull is just an unbelievable fighter yeah. and knocked him out. Like just because Michael Chandler lost to Pitbull is nothing yeah. to shake your head at. I, I, I still can't I get will out- say looking. Go ahead. I, know, I still can't get out of my head when James Vick fought Justin Gaethje and James Vick's all like. Whatever you fought in the minor leagues, whatever. This is the big, the big boys fight here, Homer. You know, it's like, oh, don't say that, man. You are don't don't say that, James Vick. <laughs> smashed, and it's like, uh, the, looking back on it, the two losses to Will Brooks are a little weird for Michael Chandler, considering we saw how my, uh, Will Brooks' career kind of played out after that. But uh, he lost fair and square both times. Yeah, uh, it's still weird. It's still weird to to think that he has two losses to Will Brooks and Bellator. Yeah. Uh, and then I think Will Brooks beat Ross Pearson, and then that's it yeah. in the UFC. Will Brooks is pro- probably on that unfortunate list of uh, uh, kind of biggest fl- free agent flameouts, I guess, in the UFC. Guys came over super high expectations and, uh, yeah, just didn't show up. Um, I'll probably, I put him up there on that list of like guys like Hatsu Yoki, guys I thought were going to be fine. Yeah, Lombard guys. I thought were gonna be fighting for the title. Well, Lombard, I wasn't as high as a believer in him, but obviously the UFC was because they paid him the money. But uh, guys, um, I, I thought Lombard would have been great at welterweight, but then once they got rid of the IV, he couldn't make welterweight oh, okay. anymore. Was that? Oh yeah, something. Yeah. Um, so we're he's, he whoops Jake Shields at welterweight. But we're a little over time. Yeah, so so, saying, Casey. Yeah, we're low. We're, we're about the hour mark, so we got lots of more questions. So we can do rapid fire. Rapid fire. So. Basically, he said Hatsukioki. I haven't thought about that name in a long time. Dude, that guy was like Korean Zombie was like the third best featherweight in Sengoku at the time, and yeah. like, and I think it yeah. was Marlon Sandro and Hioki were like kind of the the premier ones, and Zombie was kind of in the middle, you know, as far as like the name value over there. But yeah, do do all right, uh, rapid fire, rapid fire. Do, 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 do. Oh, we can't read that. Hold on, maybe blow, I can't maybe blow that. that up. Something about Tatiana Suarez. Yeah. Tatiana Suarez was taking out of the ranking, but Nina wasn't. Do you think this sets a bad example? Also, uh, Need said, she, I think Nina said she was coming back at flyweight. Seems like Dan is playing favorites because he loves Amanda so much. What are your thoughts? So, Jade, what are your thoughts on Tatiana Suarez being taken out of the rankings after a long layoff, given that she has the win over Nina and Nina is still in the rankings? Yeah, I've... I don't, I don't know to be, I don't know enough about, I'm just trying to remember, when did this happen? UFC, it, so they, she just got taken out of the rankings very recently, but both of their last recently. fights were UFC 238, uh, which was June 2019. Yeah. I personally think it's just because uh, Tatiana has that really bad neck injury, uh, and she mm-hmm. doesn't know when she's going to come back, while Nina, who just gave birth, I think has told Dana, like, once I get back in shape, I will be ready to go. I think there's just a more up. We don't know. There's so much mystery around Tatiana's neck injury that she could be out for another year and a half. And Nina is already working to get back. So I think that's the answer. The problem is as well. And firsthand, I've had neck injuries from jujitsu and mine still hurts. Like I'm still in physio now after three years and that's how long it can take you out for. I mean, Rose Lama units, I was shocked at how quickly she came back to be honest, because she had a very bad neck injury. Um, so yeah, I can't, it's hard, isn't it? Like you can say, well, that's a bit unfair. But at the same time, if Nina, she has a set date that she's coming back. I don't know. It's it's hard because it's you don't really know what is 
going on behind closed doors, what's been said in terms of how long she could be back. So she could have been told, you might not be able to fight for a few years. You just don't know. So I don't know. It's a hard one. It's an unfortunate situation because I personally think Tatiana is the best uh, straw weight in the world when she's healthy. Rank- rankings mm-hmm. are fake. Yes, they are. <laughs> what? What's due with Dillashaw upon his return? His suspension is up less than three months. Does he get me a title shot or should he fight number contender, flyweight or bantamweight? Well, definitely not flyweight, considering that's what caused this whole chaos because he took the EPO trying to get down to flyweight. But I thought I think me, uh, me, Jade, and Casey all agree the Sanhagen fight's an awesome fight to make, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what we're all in agreement on. And, and I think the timeline's about right for that, too. So yeah. I agree 100%. Because mm-hmm. if he beats Corey, then give him a title shot and no one can complain. But yeah. they still will. <laughs> A few more questions off the uh, YouTube uh, chat. Tristan Gordet. Michael Chandler talked about wanting to fight Tony Ferguson, but he said that Ferguson turned the fight down. If that fight doesn't happen, what do you think about Chandler versus Hooker? I love it. Jade, what do you think? Yeah, that would be an awesome fight. I yeah, I just want to see Mike Chandler again next. I think isn't he he's already at Fight Island, isn't he? He's like gonna be the replacement for he's if, the, I don't think he's here. I don't know if he's here yet, but he'll be on standby in case something happens. Yeah. In case something happens with Gaethje and uh, Nebuchadnezzar. But, yeah, it would have been great to see him fight Tony Ferguson. I think that would have been such a good fight. Um, But, yeah, seeing him against Hooker would be great as well. I think that would be quite a fun fight. I think Chandler versus any top five, top seven, top eight guy, that's that's all that matters. I agree. That's all we want to see. Yeah. I I mean, as much as I want to see Chandler in the UFC cage, the Makachev fight just didn't do it for me, even though... Because I know people are talking about Islam Makhachev. I just, I just don't see that as like his first fight. I get it. I get why people wanted it, just because he's training partners with Habib. Even if he beats his training partner, that can set this plant the seeds and this and that. But I don't think the UFC would have done that anyway. Cool, cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, Chandler yeah. Hooker or Chandler Felder is who I want. Yep. Mm. How do you see Dern versus Jandaroba going? Man. I haven't even begun to think about this. So, of course, Mackenzie Dern is fighting Jandaroba, who is they're two of the absolute best jiu-jitsu practitioners, not just in the female strawweight division, but in all the UFC. Casey, you got all hyped up. What do you think about this scrap? Uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, I think this is. I think I'm. I'm. Sh- I love to be wrong, but I'm. I'm shocked that the UFC booked this fight. I'm shocked that Mackenzie Dern agreed to this fight because I think Jandaroba is just a better all-around mixed martial artist. Maybe in a pure jiu-jitsu, maybe Dern might win, but I think Jen Roba is actually. I think she's the dark horse in the strawweight right, division. Right. I I would not be surprised if we see Jen Roba by the end of 2021 fighting for the UFC title. I don't know if she'll be. I don't know if she'll win, but I just think she's spectacular. And um, yeah, but um, I'm I'm a big fan of Jen Roba. Jade, are you in agreement? I agree. And I just think we haven't seen someone who can challenge uh, Mackenzie on the ground. So that would be really interesting to see. Um, and I think she, I think Mackenzie then like she's, she's gaining, gaining a lot of momentum now. So I think this fight will be really good for her as well. And if she wins, she's going to prove such a big point. So I think, you know, this is a great fight for both of them for sure. Yeah. I know rankings are silly, but I'm pretty sure they're 13, 14. In the ranking, so it would mm-hmm. make sense on paper. I also I love this scrap. Yeah. With Kayla Harrison possibly leaving PFL after her latest lawsuit against him. You guys think she goes over to Bellator? Doesn't she fight at one fifty five, Casey? She fights one fifty five, but I'm pretty confident 
with uh, a little strict. Yeah, she's 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 a big woman, but I don't think I don't think I don't really don't look at her and see and think forty five is out of the question for her. I think just because I agree. Um, I think just because she had opportunity at fifty five, why not? But um, obviously, uh, if 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 the PFL thing just dissolves, Bellator, yeah, ho- please sign Kayla Harrison and um, UFC. Just get rid of your forty five division. Put all the ladies in Bellator, and let's 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 get what let's get, let's just get them all in one group. <laughs> that's, that's all I want to see. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care where they where it is. But Kayla Harrison versus Cyborg is an awesome scrap. Yeah. But on the flip side, Kayla Harrison versus Amanda Nunes is also an awesome. Scrap. Yeah, both. Yeah, either uh, one. Both of them. Either one. You know, you know, you know, it's an I awesome like scrap. Them. You know, it's an awesome scrap. Cyborg versus Nunes too. <laughs> Imagine if they were still if they were in the same promotion, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna haunt me forever. All right, a couple more. I would like to see that rematch though. That would have been so yes. good. Yes, I was I was shocked. I didn't expect it to be that dominant. I really thought, you What's... know. I'm sorry, you want? <laughs> oh no, I, I was just say I just I really thought it was gonna you know she was gonna be challenged a lot more than that. I thought it was gonna be a real back and forth. So I was quite yeah, yeah I was quite surprised. See, but. I well, look, I, like, I, I, I actually took it. did that. did that article where he asked all the Brazilian fighters, and like ninety percent of them picked Cyborg to win. Really? But I, wow. yeah, I don't see. It. I, I actually ahead. I thought um, the Cyborg's opponent Glinkow, She talked about that fight, um, Cyborg versus Nunes. I thought she said something which I believe too, because um, you said that fight was dominant, and it was dominant since that it ended quickly. But it was because of the way Cyborg chose to fight. It's like basically she made it a coin mm. flip fight. You know, and and I and I really believe that if they would have done a full on trilogy, like they, it could have been as exciting as uh, DC versus Stipe. If you just go in the first fight, you would think, oh, DC is going to beat Stipe ninety nine of a hundred times. That look, Stipe, that was that was a dominant victory. This is MMA. We talked about it earlier one mistake, and Cyborg made that one strategic mistake. Is like, oh, you punch me, I'm gonna punch you back harder. And to me, that was the only way Cyborg was gonna lose in that fashion. Was the let's just let's just throw hooks in the look, hooks in the pocket? Yeah. yeah, look at like Kane JDS is the same thing. Yeah, like it's it's these fights that mm. it's it's yeah like Kane gets destroyed in the first fight and then just beats the soul out of JDS in two and three. So yeah, yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah, and, and I'm not, not suggesting Cyborg rolls through Amanda Nunes in a rematch. I just think they're such high level fighters that um you throw that you you run you run that one back. That's all. For sure, I agree. Do do do. Yeah. Is there any more, Casey? I know uh, we went a little over time, but we're all we're all friends here. All right, it's just yeah, it's, it's just talk about the big news of the day. What was the holdup on Jan Sterling? Well, I think we can all agree that the UFC was probably waiting for the the outcome of Marlon Moraes versus Corey Sanhagen. If Marlon had won pretty spectacularly, they probably would have made the fight make Jan versus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marais, since they were had pretty, they were supposed to fight in Kazakhstan anyway, and Marlon beat Aldo, so maybe they were waiting for that. But literally, like a couple days after the fight, uh, they announced the fight. We're in agreement, right? Right, Jade. First, we're all in agreement. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But I'm just glad that they finally announced it because, you know, you see Sterling literally every day he's pushing for these fights. Um, so it's great to see that he's finally getting that opportunity, like for sure. Good to see it's finally coming to fruition. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, that's the only thing that, that's the only thing that makes sense that the UFC was waiting 
for uh, the Z of Marlin beat Sanhagen. And maybe just because they literally already had a contract. It's like, hey, we can save the paperwork. We don't have to hire lawyers to make a new contract. We have it right here. We just got to put title fight at the top. Sure. Yeah, maybe that was, it was simple as that. <laughs> um, just trying to save save a little, you know, administration work. But uh, yeah, San Diego won through those um, matchmaking plans out the window. And um, yeah, so we got the fight and I'm super excited. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm very excited the UFC put the, the, the ladies above him too. That's, that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, give them the shine. Uh, yeah. Yay, they're going to fight. That, yeah. Finally. Is that it on questions, Casey? That's it. I know we went a little time. And that is it for another episode of the A-Side live chat here on MAFighting.com. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you uh, for joining us 30 minutes late. I know media day went a little long, but now that this stream is over, you can go watch all the, the interviews I did at media day because they're great. Brian Ortega was awesome. Korean Zombie said Reebok was stupid. Uh, Cyril Gan didn't show up because his fight is off sudden out. So I think it was all around a pretty good media day. It just went all along. But of course, uh, Jade, I don't know if you know the drill, but the drill is you are the guest of honor. You get to you get the closing remarks to say, plug, comment, talk about whatever you want before we sign off. Oh, wow. The pressure. <laughs> the pressure. Um, oh, what can we talk about? My closing comments. Yeah. What are you working on now, Jay? Um, anything you want. Yeah, anything. You're in a movie, right? Tell us about what movie you're in. Yes. Um, so I was just in a short film, which was a boxing film called Shadow Boxer. Um, and I'm so excited. It just won the Audience uh, Film Awards 2020, wow. which was really exciting. Um, so hopefully it will come out soon and you guys can see it. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. And we actually we filmed it in it, there was actually like a live boxing fight going on when we did it. So we actually had like a live boxing crowd and literally in the interval, we filmed an entire like short film. And we had like, it was literally like theater. We had to do it at a specific time for when the main card started. So it was, yeah, it was quite uh, crazy to do, but it was like, it just came out so great. And I just can't wait for everyone to see it. So it's very exciting. And we actually have a real boxer in it as well. So he, wow. it was actually based off a true story and he's called Chris Evangela. Um, so I won't give too much away, but yeah, he's really, really good in it. So I can't wait for people to see it. Casey, is this the first movie star we've had on the A-side? <laughs> movie star. <laughs> I don't know if Big E has been in movies. I don't, I don't know if Shane Helms has been in movies. They didn't talk about it, but Thank you so much, Jade. I know we will have you back. I know maybe Mike Heck will have you on between the links and you can challenge the reigning champion, Phoenix Carnival, in the future. But for Jose, that is Casey. That is Jade. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcasts. But until next week, we're out. Wear a mask and register to vote. Wear a mask, people. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.